3: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hi, everyone. For those of you who follow We Met at Acme, welcome to We Met at UJA, tonight's rendition of our usual podcast. I'm so excited to be here moderating this panel and New York's ELP kickoff event. We're here live with an amazing audience. There's over 2,050 of you guys. And um, you all came out to learn about getting involved in your community, about dating, about all these great things that we're going to talk about tonight. So we're super excited. And it's my absolute privilege to introduce you to our panel, comprised of four experts in the New York City millennial dating scene and active (laughs) members of the Jewish community. So let me start with Jonah from left to right.
4: Hello Jonah... <laughs> Hello everybody.
0: <laughs> I don't think you need to hold
4: I don't know. <laughs> I have the first time wearing a mic ever.
0: <laughs> so, Jonah is not only my camp friend, for those of you who went to camp. Shout out. But he... For Lindsay's
4: Fifth Candle, her camp friend. <laughs> Jonah Five. coming up.
0: <laughs> Jonah is a writer and director of short films whose directorial work online has accumulated more than 100 million views and can be seen on BuzzFeed, Funny or Die, CNN, HuffPost, and more. Then we have Jared. Jared Matthew Weiss is the creator and host of Touchpoint, which is New York City's monthly town hall about the future of sex, relationships, and identity. And the next town hall will be September 11th, if you are around. Hopefully you will come. And then we have Meredith. Meredith is the head of communications at The League, a social, as you can see her shirt represents, <laughs> a social and mobile dating app that has emerged as a leading dating platform. And then we have Jake. Jake is the head of sales and marketing at Giphy. Did I pronounce that right?
5: Yeah, hard G's for hard G's. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't discriminate at say
0: the world's,
2: uh-huh,
0: the world's, uh huh, the world's <laughs> first and largest GIF search engine, and founder of Jay Walker NYC, an art illustration and print studio. And I have to mention this: if you have Instagram and you search for a GIF for like one of your stories, and you see a dancing guy, that's Jake.
2: It is so he is the funny.
0: only dancing guy. Right. Yeah. I think so, so on
5: anyone knows anyone on the Ellen Show and can get me on. Um, <laughs> I have my card. Please speak to me afterwards.
0: <laughs> so that is the crew, and we're going to start basically with a lightning round. I'm going to ask some questions, and we're going to go through each panelist, and they're going to have 10 seconds to respond. The second round will be more topics for discussion, and panelists will have the opportunity to provide a bit more in their responses. So, without further, let's talk relationships. So we're going to start with are you single, Jonah?
4: 646 620 <laughs> That's my cell phone number. <laughs> yes. I'm going to keep talking to my like that.
2: It's a good look, Yeah.
4: I I am, short answer I am single. I'm I'm like single to the point that like Netflix is suggesting I give out my password to other people because <laughs> I it's just me watching it. Got it.
2: Yes. Love it. <laughs>
3: Um, Jared. No, I'm not
1: single. Meredith. <laughs> 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 um, I am not single. I am actually my own league success story. After oh. two, for two years on the league, I'm now with my current partner,
0: Oh, I didn't realize you met on the league. We'll have to get into
1: that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm staring directly at my boyfriend, which is a little Aww. uncomfortable. But
0: um, <laughs> good eye
5: contact is always key, right? Key to success. Love it. Yeah. Love
0: it. This one's a bit heavier. Do you believe in monogamy, Jonah?
4: First of all, the odds are very good for me right now. I've got four, like four or five single or taken people and one single guy up here. This <laughs> is good. Um, yes, I do. I do believe in monogamy.
2: I like that. Do you, do you want more? <laughs> well, you have 10
0: seconds, so. Well,
4: here, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski can do it. We can all do it. So that's sort of... Because they're
0: attractive?
4: Because they're hardworking, creative individuals who find time to love each other and do their art. I think that that's pretty cool.
0: That's really nice. Jared? <clears throat>
3: um, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I think that monogamy works for a lot of people. Then I think it's <laughs> fantastic and I think you should do what feels right so you believe in it um, I mean yeah I mean I believe it, it works I mean it's not like the tooth fairy it's not something that I feel like I have to really right. believe in <laughs> right. um, you know it's like um, you know but I think that there's a lot of people who are in monogamous relationships and it serves them very well and yeah. that they should pursue those relationships with all their hearts
1: I love it and Meredith I believe in monogamy, but I also believe that it's not the only way to have a relationship. I think there are many different types of relationships um, that you define with your partner that are just as great, if not sometimes even better, than monogamy. So yes, but not for everyone.
5: I agree, but I'm like 4 at 120%, so Mm I'm not going anywhere else, but solo. Well, with one other
2: person. <laughs> Does
5: that make sense?
0: Yeah, definitely. What are your favorite date spots, Jonah? I know you yeah. were saying Russ and Daughters, but uh, what yeah. else? <laughs> It's
4: Whole Foods Soul Cycle, Russ and Daughters. Da- uh, date spot well so maybe this is interesting. I'm I live in LA and I'll do the coastal thing. And I think it's always good I always have to text my friends. Mm-hmm. Like one of them's here by the way. Um, hey, be like what's a good date? It's like a, we call it cute little spots. Mm-hmm. This is a video I made for Refinery 29 once, maybe someone has seen it here. Called CLSs, which are cute little spots, which mm-hmm. are typically dimly lit, you know, kind of <laughs> library like Mumford and Sons-esque lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite date spots? I like this is totally this is on a boat. Grand Banks is tight because it's on yeah, a boat. That's um, cool. the back of uh, Cafe Select is cool because you get to walk through the kitchen.
2: Ooh, I feel, didn't know that. feel
4: like Jeez. a VIP. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? No, but
2: I'm
5: going. What? <laughs> yeah, me too. I know the front.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a secret room, guys. Yeah. Um, those are my probably two current go tos, but I'm looking for new spots. Do you have any, Love maybe it. you have suggestions or something? Yeah,
0: maybe. We'll, we'll see what everyone else <laughs> Cool, see. yeah, yeah let's inspired see. inspired yeah, by the choices. See. What about you, Jared?
3: Um... Well, I think first of all, I don't know if you're bicoastal as much as you're just in a polyamorous relationship with New York City. <laughs> um, but um, I think that like my my favorite spot to go on a date is probably Cafe Clooney. Yeah, that's a good
0: one. They have an amazing breakfast sandwich. Oh my god, have you ever had
3: the grapefruit brulee there? No. It's really something. Grapefruit (laughs) brulee. Grapefruit brulee. Show hands. Anybody ever had grapefruit brulee? Anyone? No. No Okay. Yeah. This is is not something you should feel shame about. So if you I feel
1: shame. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's good.
3: (laughs) Okay. Here we
1: go. (laughs) There it is. So I am a New Yorker who actually has never dated in New York. I live in San Francisco right now, but. Um, we have over 22,000 Jews in New York on the League, and the top three neighborhoods that they live and date in are Midtown, the Upper East Side, and West Village. So if you want date suggestions there, um, you can actually reach out to your concierge on the League, and they actually give you top five date spots in each of those places.
4: So this going to be a League plug the entire night?
0: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I love it. We'll definitely do that. Jake? Well,
5: I like to go on Giphy and... Uh... <laughs> no,
0: no, no, That was a joke. And that was me. Um,
5: I... I... Um... Tokyo record bars? Anyone been? Yes, really cool. But you need
0: like a reservation through. You gotta but, get uh, Resi,
5: and you gotta put yes. notifications every day, five p.m. to twelve a.m. <laughs> you sit there, and when it happens, you go for it. It's it's Hunger games. Hard. I love but that. it's great. You pick the music. They serve you a piece of pizza at the end. What more do you want? Yeah, it's
0: perfect, <laughs> especially the pizza. I've had it. It's really good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. Since you asked, Jonah. Um, I I really like this um, you know I really like this bar near my apartment because it's not too far. It's like a hotel bar at the Marlton Ooh. on 8th and 5th. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great in the winter because they have a fireplace, except that everyone else there is also on a date. <laughs> but it's fun because you can play like how far into their relationship are they type games with
4: your great date. game. Such a great, great game.
0: game. So what are some Jewish venues, if any, where you've met people? Let's
4: hmm. start, maybe let's start down there this.
5: <laughs> Sorry, i throw you off. Mm. <laughs> met people all the way. One time I was set up, I was set up last summer at my cousin's bar mitzvah in Israel with a girl.
2: <laughs> 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 but, uh,
5: she seems really nice, so if any guys serve. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, I went, I was, I grew up in this really waspy town outside of Philadelphia and I was like the token Jew and then I went to tennis camp. And then I went to Syracuse, and everyone knew each other, and I was like, what the hell, has happened? Because I was good at geography, but I was really bad at Jewish geography. Um, And I called my mom, I was like, why did not you, I got so mad at her, she wanted me to go to camp, I was like, why did not you send me to camp? So I I would say Syracuse, go to
0: Syracuse. (laughs) Speaking of, um, Danny Levin says hello. I love her, I was just
5: talking to her, she mm -hmm. lives a fabulous life, followed on Instagram. She really does, yeah. Yeah.
1: What about you, Merida? best Jewish venues. I mean, Birthright is a big one. Yes, a big shout one. out to Birthright. Um, Jewish weddings are great. A lot a lot of times you have, you know, people in the wedding party who are single and Jewish. Um, sometimes it's hard to know which ones are single, but you kind of figure that out on the dance floor. So <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. What about you, Jared?
3: I mean, I don't know. I don't really go to a lot of Jewish dating spots, but I think that, like, if I were, it seems like we met at UGA as a really yeah
0: exactly. Place. This is the spot. Yeah. What about you, Jonah?
4: Soul Cycle West Hollywood has a good <laughs> yeah. group of East Coast New York yeah. type you know yeah. people. Uh, I and would And Shape House, ag- right? And Shape, I go to Shape. Yeah, I went to Shape House. Yeah. Um Has anyone know Shape House? Shape House, anybody? Oh. It's uh, it's cool. Uh, but I did meet somebody there actually,
2: yeah. and that
4: was interesting. But. Um, I would say just generally speaking, because I I live in L.A., a lot of the people I do meet end up being from, like, we were in pi together at USC, so any East Coast kind of Jewish person finds each other Mm -hmm. just inherently in California, Mm because it's, I think, not that many people, you know, so. Makes sense. What was your worst date? Right. Happened recently. Okay,
0: (laughs) sorry to hear.
4: And I've thought about this question and what I can say. And it was a date from a dating app that I will no longer use. It wasn't the league. It was not the league. (laughs) No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't league. It was um. It, it was this one called Raya that is now sort of like. Uh. It, it used to be for. Yes,
0: yeah, so Raya is technically a dating app for celebrities.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> writer and director. Uh,
2: no, but,
0: but I mean, it's really it's for people who have like over I think a thousand followers on Instagram.
4: Well, now you can invite whoever. Now it's I think it's open. 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 Uh, yeah. So like mm-hmm. that's why I'm on it now because right. it was like someone gave me an invite. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I won this date with this girl and it was going perfectly fine, cool, we got a drink, then we're like, let's go for a walk. And then, this is real, there was a mouse that was walking by on the street, and I didn't really see, and she was
0: Walking like, or running?
4: It was, it was walking, I, it, was, it we, was taking its time. It walk? It was like a brisk, like it was a nighttime moonlight, <laughs> was like it was passeggiata, like, it was having a him night him walk.
2: Okay, well.
4: and I didn't see what she was talking she's like oh hi like fella and like she gets down and starts talking <laughs> oh, and engaging with this mouse I'm talking beyond like oh look it's a mouse it's like touching, like touching the mouse and I'm now like I gotta tell all my roommates about this shit this is fucking freak, sorry this is crazy yeah. and th- I know it sounds crazy but like that moment on I was like I'm never gonna see this person again right. <laughs> And it, but I know. It also, that's my worst date. Like, that was to me, yeah. like, that was a bad date. Yeah. Like, I thought I liked you, and then I realized I don't like you.
0: That's a tough realization.
4: She's talking to a mouse.
0: Yeah. I'm sure she was just a really friendly girl, but maybe a little too friendly.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe too, maybe too
0: nice. Yeah. Jared, what about you?
3: Um... So it's been a while since I've been on a date, but I think the one date that comes to mind is early in my adventures in New York City. Um, I had met this woman who was a, like a prolific matchmaker at a cafe. She says, I'd like to set you up with my daughter. <laughs> so I figure, okay, we'll see what she has to offer. So I... Um, <laughs> so I, I... We meet for sushi. right? And uh, we're sitting there. And um, we don't have a lot in common.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And she says, you know, do you like reality television? And I said, not really. I don't really watch reality television. And this is like in the beginning of the reality television wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, the early... And uh, and I said, I don't really watch it. I said, I, honestly, I think it was when I, I think they came out with a show. Uh, it was called, like, Who Wants to Marry a Midget? And I, I, I just don't think I want to watch that. And she's like, that's funny. I never heard of that show. And I said, well, I think, honestly, I don't think it went anywhere. I think it was just a pilot. And she starts hysterically laughing. You
2: know the story? She starts
3: hysterically laughing, and I'm like, what's so funny? And she's like, I didn't know that midgets could be pilots. (laughs) (laughs) And I
0: was just like... (laughs) There you go. That's all you needed to know. (laughs) Meredith, let's hear yours.
1: I think my worst date was when I went out with someone who clearly was talking to two Merediths on his dating app. And when I got to the date, he was like, who are you? I was like, hey, it's me, it's Meredith. And he was like, ooh, are you Meredith D? Because I thought that you were Meredith C. So that really sucked. But, um... I think in general, like, the 45-minute coffee date or, like, drinks date is really, like, the worst overall because it really just turns into, like, a 45-minute interview. So anything that's really interactive and engaging while you're doing things outside um, are the best dates. Agreed, Jake?
5: Um, My worst date... when before I was out of the closet, I was at Syracuse and I was sitting in class and this girl had transferred and she was new. And I'm like, she's cute. I guess maybe I should go on a date with her because that's what other guys were doing. (laughs) I asked her out um, and she said yes. So I got so excited. And then I told her where to meet me, and I go to this place, if anyone wants to Syracuse, it's this place called Blue Monkey. That's Dragon Roll Sushi. Um, not kosher, but <laughs> delicious. Um, but I forgot some important things. I forgot to tell her the time, and I forgot to give her my phone number. Um, and this is like Blackberry before you had a lot of way to contact people, so I guess she Facebook messaged me. I sat there for an hour, and then, like, this huge SUV pulled up, and my friends got out, and they, like, grabbed me, like, a scene out of a movie, and, like, she's not coming, and then we drove away. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good friends with her still to this day, so, you know? <laughs> yeah. Worst date means friendship,
0: the so, yeah. yeah. A life partner. Yeah, yeah. and you're f- you clearly have
5: great friends. Good friends, yeah. Good
0: friends. Yeah. What about best date? Let's let's positive here.
5: Positive.
4: Let's
0: get positive.
4: Could we start on that side again? You,
0: <laughs> you haven't had a best date. I, uh,
4: I I think it's a well. It's like a it's longer than ten seconds. I think I don't yeah. I don't know if I have. I've had really great yeah. dates where you know it, everything has gone well, or I really like the person, or other things have happened. Right. But <laughs> is it been the best date? Like, what is the best date?
0: I would say the best date is just a date where you're like smiling and laughing, and then the night ends and you're still kind of smiling.
4: Yeah, no, I've had I've had that. Okay, <laughs> okay great. Uh.
0: What about you, Derek?
3: <laughs> <Sorry.
2: laughs>
3: best date. So I think that you know. Um, I am in a relationship with somebody who was my best friend mm-hmm. for a long time and so I think I, you know I reflect on this moment where we went for dinner and we were friends you know and I thought that we were f- really just friends um, but I guess that's not true so <laughs> I just remember sitting there and we were looking at each other and I remember having this, like, real, like, moment and looking at her and realizing that, like, oh, no, no, no we're not just getting lunch. Like, like we're on a date. Mm. And I'm in love with you. So I think that was the best one.
2: That's, I don't know
1: if anyone
0: can top that one.
3: Really bad,
1: but let's see what Meredith has got. Um, well, I found in San Francisco, like, this one date that was like a surefire great date that I just started bringing all of my dates on, like one after the other after the <laughs> other, because I wanted to make sure that like I was their best date. Um, and so it was free jazz in the park, bring your own wine, bring your own blanket and basket of food, um, and it was perfect. What about you, Jay?
5: Oh God, um, I think just like a date where you just you know, like spending a lot of time with someone can be exhausting, but like when you just don't want to leave that person and you just spent all day, it's like the best thing in the world. Because like everybody here probably gets just tired of being around people constantly, mm-hmm. so if you find someone you spend twenty four hours with, that's some good shit. So cute. <laughs> Look at him <laughs> when you say it. Can I say that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Um, really cute.
0: Really cute. Who pays on a date, Jonah? This one I feel like we can do in 10 seconds.
4: I feel, yeah, well I think the person who asked the other person out of Japan the date. Agreed. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think until the gender wage gap uh, evens out, I'm fine with men being the ones to pay <laughs>
5: I wanna go split sees because I'm not supporting nobody. I want us to support each other, you know. I want to see that you can pay for
0: your dinner. Love that. It's hot. I love that. So can I? <laughs> We can both pay. Yeah. It's hot. Um, what are your favorite dating apps, Jonah?
4: Obviously, the league is uh, <laughs> you know, one of the best apps I've ever been on in my entire life. It's more than an app, really. It's lifestyle. <laughs> nice
0: okay, wait, I'm gonna What are your favorite dating apps other than the league? Other than the league. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know what's interesting? I, I when I saw that question, I thought, okay, what do I like? Bumble, Hinge, like, what are these apps? But then I was like, you know what? I think Instagram is a really cool way to meet people. And because okay. it's, you, I know it sounds a little bit, like the DM five years ago was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you could DM someone five or three years ago. Now, it's kind of socially acceptable, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going over ten seconds here. But what would be your
0: go-to DM, just out of curiosity?
4: Um, do I know the person, or do I not know the person? You, they're
0: your friend's friend, like your friend's hall friend that you, like, have stalked.
4: Am I commenting on a story they posted, or am I going in cold?
0: Which would be better?
4: Commenting on a story. They Why? Don't...
0: Why are you watching their story if you, if they're not, if you guys aren't well, do I, following
4: you guys sorry, sorry, do I follow them, and they don't know that I follow them?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just, all allow your friend nominated. that I actually recently
4: followed on Instagram, but then followed me back. My friend? Who might be here. My friend? Oh, yes, yeah, I followed somebody. Who, who was it? I don't remember, I can check. Okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But um, yeah. the D, I think the DM I would send is like, hey, if it's someone I don't know I just think is super cute, I'd be like, yeah. hey, like, you seem really cool, like, would love to grab a cup of, and then the coffee emoji. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You act, act like I'm crazy here. We've all done it.
0: <laughs> is coffee a great date, though?
4: It's, a, it's, it's going to turn into drinks because I'm basically going to try to suss it out and see, is she interested in me in a drinks way? Because right. I did this once, and they came back to me and said, how about a drink? And I was like, right. great. That sounds right. actually more fun. Right. And <laughs> isn't that, this isn't a general meeting. I think that's actually a really good question. Yeah.
3: I, think, like, I think just asking somebody, like I have a question. Like, you know, before this goes any farther, are you interested in me in a drinks way or in like a dinner way? Right. But drinks True. are coff.
4: Drinks are even coffee because if someone says coffee, then you're like, oh, they don't like. Yeah, yeah there's a spectrum.
3: Yeah, you. no,
1: there's
0: a. I mean, coffee is like I'm feeling you out. Drinks is like I'm feeling you out with a few drinks in me, and then dinner. <laughs> is, dinner is like I'm down yeah, with you. I'm hungry.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's like right. you're paying. I mean, we don't want to read it. into it. Right. Yeah.
0: Or, or hungry. <laughs> And what about you, Jared? Were you ever on any dating apps?
3: I've never used any dating apps. I mean, I find that like my favorite app to meet new people these days is definitely um, Uber Pool. <laughs> um, know, but one might fun. say
0: that's a dating app, one might argue.
3: I mean you know, I mean what isn't a dating app these days. It's true, yeah. it's true. I mean honestly if you fall in love with like the person who delivers your groceries from uh what's that called? Postmates. Instacart. Instacart. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you fall in love now, Instacart has become a dating app. <laughs>
2: You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> right,
3: it's just something to think about. <laughs> no, for that's sure. For sure.
0: What about you, Meredith? Well,
1: I wonder what your favorite I, app is. Since I can't plug the league <laughs> Um, I would say that my favorite dating app is actually Tinder, um, and the reason for that is Tinder is like your great grandfather who is old and kind of smells and tells <laughs> dirty jokes, but like you love them anyway because they paved the path for you. Um, and I do really value this like shared experience that everyone has. Pretty much everyone in this room either has their own Tinder story or knows of someone who has this like Tinder experience and. Like globally across the you know the entire world is this like shared Tinder experience and I think that's unbelievably fascinating.
0: Yeah, I like that. I would say Tinder was the first app to at least for me from a girl's perspective where guys started to post pictures of themselves climbing mountains alone.
1: Machu <laughs> <laughs> Picchu. Yes,
0: it was like every picture when Tinder first came out was a guy climbing a mountain. Completely by himself, so they definitely coined that for sure. I'll give it to them.
4: Do people still use Tinder? I
0: Tinder is actually really popular um, still. People, it's more of I would say of, of a hookup app than a dating app. But can we get my... a show of
4: hands from the room?
0: Yeah, raise your hand if you're on Tinder still. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously they're liars. Jeremy, raise room. your hand. We were talking there
4: outside. There are
2: liars. But raise I your a hand if you Tinder. were on
0: Tinder. Come on. Shared experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that um, Tinder is actually getting much younger. Like, my cousin, who is 17, 18, is on Tinder, and she meets guys that way. Um, and so I, I think it's just, like, becoming a younger thing again. Um, but I could be completely wrong. What about you, Jake? What dating apps were you on?
5: I I don't even Is it a dating app? I've only had Grindr in my life. Grindr's um, a dating <laughs> app. It's like the old grandfather that Meredith was describing. They don't want to <laughs> hang around.
0: <laughs> uh, grinder for how do we describe grinder?
5: Grinder is an app for uh, gay men, yeah. and it's a bunch of shirtless uh, pictures, just torsos, headless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. message them, and it is the person or not? Yeah, yeah or below you thickness. should get that in the DMs, yeah. uh, whether you like it or not. Sometimes right, <laughs> right. unannounced and at work, but um, <laughs> I've always met people the old fashion way uh, uh-huh. through uh talking in person. But uh, yeah, maybe I just no, I mean, I'm
2: happy.
0: <laughs> Love it. Um what is the best message to send or receive on a dating app, Jonah?
4: <laughs>
0: Other than the coffee message. <laughs> uh to,
4: to, the best message to, the best message to receive, I think is typically like a Hey, uh, it's, I know it sounds crazy. I, I like getting you know, a hey, a hi, or something very simple. I know what it's, the, the thing I don't like receiving is, like, a difficult loaded question. Something simple as, like, what's your favorite movie is, like, I think kind of a crazy thing. Like, I don't, like, crazy favorite movie. How about just, hello, nice to, hi, yeah. how are you? I think you're cute, too. You know, like, we're all in this, it's a, it's a day apps are shallow. Right. Because we all are inherently judging based upon how the other person looks. So let's just acknowledge that. Say, hey, you're cute. I, like, I think you're cute, too. Let's go get a coffee. Why, why are we talking on this digital algorithm? Right. I have thoughts. But that is my favorite message <laughs> yeah. to receive is, a hel- is something simple.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: To send, it, I think, gifts. Yes.
3: yes. yes. That was
2: mine. I think a good idea.
4: So we can clap. Um,
2: <laughs> One clap. I like sending gifts. Yeah. I
4: like the bear waving.
2: Hi, that's Classic. Cute. Yeah.
3: that's cute, says a lot, what about you, sir? what was the question? So,
0: best message to send or receive on a dating app, let's, let's pretend.
3: Right, best message to send, like as if I'm like pursuing another person? Yes. Oh, okay, well I think that like probably, probably letting somebody know how you, you may feel about them and then asking them if they are open to exploring something. Mm. So I think that like, you know, letting somebody know that you you like the way they look or you appreciate their gift or whatever, yeah. and then <laughs> extending an invitation for them to have some autonomy and say, you know, are you open to like maybe spending some time together? Yeah. You know? So I think that's probably the best message to send. Well, I think the best message to receive is probably just a yes with an exclamation point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's totally definitely. Definitely. What about you, Meredith? And... Since you met your boyfriend on the league, what were your first two messages, if you remember?
1: I actually don't remember our first two messages very well, but I do know that the if you're initiating on a dating app, the best way to get a response is not being witty, and it's not being creative, um, and it's not sending a long text. It's really, really simple, and it's just, hey, insert their name, plus add a, a question about them pertaining to their interests or their photos um, and by asking a question you actually invite a response which a lot of people actually don't do so if you just say hey um, you know that doesn't really like merit a response but if you say hey Meredith I saw that great photo of you um, you know on top of Machu Picchu <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, dying to, I'm dying to you know go there tell me about it then that elicits our response. Mm-hmm. I like that. What
5: about you, Jake? Um, I'm gonna. I'm doing the mayor because I talked to her before, and she seems like a boss, and she knows what's <laughs> up. And I'm doing a plug. Yeah. Uh, a GIF uh, increases the response rate by 30 <laughs> percent. I think it's true. So send it. What do you have to lose? 70 percent.
0: <laughs> Sounds
5: terrible, bad
0: man. Send the gif of Jake dancing. Send
5: the gif of me dancing. That, See that what specifically happens.
0: has made the rate go up.
5: Body roll, not just for nothing, you know. want yeah. To help you guys connect.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Jonah, does being Jewish affect who you date, if at all? Or, and this is um actually, we're done with the lightning round now, so right. we can get into these topics should we need to. So. Does being Jewish affect who you date? Do your parents, I know your dad's here, so shout out.
4: Shout out to my dad in the audience. Do they
0: care if you date a Jew or not?
4: They do, they, they do not care. I think we, you know, I was raised in such a way that if you fall in love with someone, no matter who they are, what they believe in, that is love. Um, I think that socially speaking, there is consistencies. I'm gonna go full like philosophy mode. Consistencies, I don't know why, um, where like, you know, you socially are into the same things and you right. like, you talk, either talk the same way or you believe in the same stuff and you like to go to the same places, or that I think is consistent amongst dating other Jewish people, especially mm-hmm. from the East Coast. I live in LA. I can't date anyone who's not from the East Coast. This is what I've learned mm-hmm. in my eight years being there. <laughs> Strict rule, East mm-hmm. Coast. Preferably New York. Preferably, the Westchester area. <laughs> also probably went to Michigan. <laughs> Alright? Like 5-2. Middle name is Nicole. <laughs> Couple hands, That's I see. <laughs> <laughs> Couple hands. Lauren Nicole. You're here. Stand up. You won. <laughs> You, no, you win a free trip to the
2: yeah. all-inclusive resort. Huh? <laughs>
4: Lindsay's sending you across the world to Machu Picchu. Uh, so I think that I think that while while you know the the question was, is there pressure to date somebody who is? Yeah. I think any you know I believe that you should just whoever you fall in love with, you fall in love with. But I think mm-hmm. there is a consistency amongst dating people that are raised in similar cultures that you are attracted to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Jared? Do you feel that way?
3: No, my partner is not Jewish, and I um, think yeah, it's more perfect. I love that.
1: That's so Jared. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Meredith? So we have, on the league, we have over 22,000 Jews, single Jews in New York. Um, I started at the league before we even had religion as a preference, and the only reason we added religion as a preference was because the Jews were reaching out to our customer support. <laughs> saying, I can't, I can't be on the league because I have to date a Jew, um, and so and the data does show that in a way. So of the you know over 22,000 Jews in New York, 99% of them selected they are looking for someone who is also Jewish, but. They also look for other religions as well. Um, 24% of our Jewish Jewish community in New York is looking for only Jews. So if that puts it into perspective for you, there are quite a bit of you know Jews in New York who are only looking for Jews. Now, for me personally, I was in the cohort of looking for Jews and also other religions as well. Um, You know, I think that the millennial generation is one of the first generations to come into their 20s with 10 plus years just to date. You know, there's not as much pressure in your, you know, mid-20s to settle down and raise a family and have children. And so I believe that it's important to utilize those years to date many different types of people. Um, I dated the guy who was Catholic and I went to Christmas Mass with him one year. Um, I dated the guy who absolutely did not believe in God and did not believe in any religion whatsoever. Um, you know, I don't think that being Jewish um, affected who I dated, but I do think it ultimately affected who I chose as a partner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about you, Jake? Daniel? Yeah,
5: that's smart. Um, <laughs> I my my mom grew up super Orthodox, mm-hmm. and my dad was not Jewish. Um, but he had an orthodox conversion, like, full-on, like, prick down there to say it's official. Oh, wait,
0: like, he got circumcised?
5: No, they, like, I think, prick you if you already are is like, uh, a symbolic way. Of... That's true love, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
5: <laughs> I am not dating someone Jewish. But I think you need to find someone who just has those same values. I love being Jewish, and I think they really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And like the the family values that come with being Jewish, um, yeah, that's important to me. Um, And we both don't eat pork for different reasons. uh, (laughs) What are the reasons? I grew up keeping kosher so no no pig for me and I just don't think you like the taste.
3: <laughs> but
5: he says he keeps kosher so it's
0: fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. Would you convert for a partner, Jonah?
4: Um convert to any to whatever they are?
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> um <laughs> I think if it was like a deal breaker, I don't, just don't know if I would be in love with someone who had such a deal breaker thing. Like, if you don't yeah. do this, I'm never going to be with you. So yeah. the answer is like no, because we would never be in an ultimatum like that. Mm-hmm. Ultimatums are a thing. Yes. <laughs> are we dating? Are we not dating? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> would, would you
0: ask a partner to convert for you?
4: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mm-hmm. wouldn't. Unless they brought it up.
2: And they were like, do, do you want like, to convert? They are like,
4: do, I want to convert. I'm like, I support that. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to
0: come from them. Yeah. Yeah.
3: What about you, Jared? You know, I think that, you know, she referenced earlier that I, I host a town hall about love and sex and identity. It's called Touchpoint. And there have been thousands of people that have sat in this circle with me. And um, I'm not following suit with my comrades here and just pitching my own stuff. <laughs> I'm saying this solely because I think after listening to a lot of people, a lot of different people, people that identify in all the ways on all the spectrums, the gender spectrum, the sexual orientation spectrum, the relational orientation, et cetera, I think that what I've discovered is that the point of a relationship is to discover that you are a mythical creature capable of extraordinary things. And I think that that's it. And Thanks. I think that, you know, we're talking about conversion, and conversion to me is synonymous with transformation. And I think that our relationships should serve as containers and vehicles for our transformation. Mm-hmm. And so if that's a religious transformation, and that's what sort of aligns with your you know values and where you see your life going then that's a beautiful thing and thank god you met that human Mm -hmm. you know if it means that you've converted into a trump supporter that's also something that you can Mm -hmm. think about but (laughs) but um i think that you know if there's anything i've learned from my experience is that you know we all walk these very very different paths and we have to honor those paths and hopefully we don't find partners that choose to walk ours we find partners that choose to walk theirs, and in a perfect world, they're side by side.
2: It's beautiful. Mm. Well said.
0: And Meredith, what do you think about converting for a partner?
1: So I'm actually going through this process right now with my partner, so this question actually comes at a good time. Um, my partner, his father is Jewish and his mother is not, um, but he was raised both Jewish and you know, Catholic traditions. um, Not very religious um, in either way, but probably more traditionally Jewish. Um, And so when we started dating, we started just naturally having conversations about family values, and it was important to me that I raise my family um, Jewish. And, you know, I asked him what he wanted, and he definitely, um, the ownership was on him to kind of come to me and say, I actually am really interested in, you know, Choosing Judaism as my own personal identity, um, and that was a choice that he made. So after having conversations with a rabbi, we thought that conversion was something that he had to do. Um, but conversion is actually, you know, a very long process, as many of you, I'm sure, know. Um, and it's only when you actually like identify and were very religious in, you know, in like a different religion before this. And because he was raised with Judaism. He actually doesn't have to convert. Um, and so what we're doing is we're doing a mikvah ceremony, um, which is really special. And so together with the rabbi, we're actually talking about, you know, what mikvah means for him and what his studying is going to be and what the ceremony and service, you know, we want to have with our family and close friends. And I think that process is really special because it's us choosing what Judaism means for us and our family down the road. Um, and so I don't think that um, you necessarily, you know, converting is the only way. I think it is about discussing with your partner the values and beliefs you wanna s- instill in your family moving forward, and that's the most important part.
5: Yeah, I like that. What yeah. about you, Jake? Well, yeah, like my dad chose, it's not like my mom was like, you need to convert. But my grandpa was like, you need to have an orthodox conversion or it's not official. But he wasn't like, you need to be Jewish. But my dad wanted to be Jewish. But I could never convert because I'm Jew walker. That's how I'm known. Yeah. That is like people call me Jew. A Catholic walker doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, like I wanted my L bean backpack to say J-E-W, but my middle, middle name was Robert. You know, I wanted to, like, Jew is like ingrained in me. I never want to lose it. And there's not many Jews left. You gotta. I want to yeah. survive. Come on. It's true. Survival but
0: of the what people. would you do because you're the closest to Orthodox, I would say, out of the oh, bunch. Yeah. What would you sure. do if your partner said, or sorry, rather, your parents said to you, you know, you can only be with someone who is Jewish? and if you choose someone who isn't Jewish and they convert, it still isn't good enough for us.
5: God, you gotta be my pants like Mother Teresa and Gandhi, so this is like really hard for me. Like, do whatever you want,
0: right. YOLO.
5: But,
2: um. uh, but, but let's
0: say that were the case, that, right? Yeah. And you were very much in love with this person.
5: Um, God, um, I what does one do? I'm really close to my family, but like if you love someone that much, I don't know, like I can't, Im- I could never imagine like changing someone else and being like, you need to do this for me. Mm-hmm. That just feels so t- 20, 2000, you know, right. 2018, right. do what you want, Agreed. be you, the person's not going to be happy, or mm-hmm. I don't know, you're probably not going to be happy trying to force yourself to find someone else. Yeah. Did that
1: answer it? I don't even know. I blacked out during the Yeah, so far. But I feel like a lot of parents, you know, they may not necessarily be like, you will marry Jewish and you only marry Jewish. It's more of like the underlying tone. It's a guilt trip. It's like, oh, you're dating someone. Are they Jewish? Yeah. They're not Jewish? Oh, you know. It's more like that. Yeah.
0: No, but it's like the typical, I feel like it's, you know, being Jewish, you know what it's like to be guilt-tripped all the time. 24 And I think that there's this, it's, yeah, it's more underlying. Like, it's like, honey, like, we want you to be happy. We want you to be with whoever. We'd be thrilled <laughs> yeah. if they were Jewish. But we don't care. Yeah. We, we just want your happiness. If they were Jewish, that would be amazing. But we just want you to be happy. And I feel like that's what they do, and deep down it's really saying. Like, My
5: mom once said to me, like, a long time ago, I think it was like, 10. So I'm like thinking about Pokemon or something. And she's like, it's easier. She's like, find whoever you love, but it's easier if you find someone Jewish. I'm right. like, you can do it. Right. But I love her. She's the best mom in the world. Yeah. She's going to listen to this a hundred yeah. times. Love her to death. Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> heard it.
0: Oh, it's that Jewish guilt once again. Yeah, I'm, I'm like crying in the
2: back
4: of
0: uh-huh. yeah. um, What Jewish values, if any? you consider and kind of apply to dating? So, you know, you mentioned, like, I think family values were mentioned here. Uh, What even are typical Jewish values? Maybe we should all go over those first. (laughs) Yes. Anyone?
5: Spending, like... Every waking moment together, and having a yeah. group text with your whole family, and it's just yes. like, like nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> when I get on the airplane, I before I get to the airplane, oh, you have, I have to, say to say you're
0: taking off I got and you're landing, <laughs>
2: boarded, yeah. taking off.
5: If landed. you and my mom's like, oh my god, it was two minutes after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. don't
0: do the taking off text or the landing text, especially the you're landing gone. text, the
5: you get, get
0: roasted in the group yeah. chat. I yeah. thought you were taking off three hours ago. Yeah. Did you land? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark, question mark question New row. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. The anxiety. Um, um, Yeah, so I guess, I guess values of being in constant communication would be one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It sounds like being passive-aggressive as well.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, very much so. A tradition.
1: Constant overfeeding. Did you eat? Have you yes. eaten yet? Yes, yes. You have to be a good eater, oh I feel God. like, right? And
5: you've always lost so much weight, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you three pounds, eaten. exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, There's always lots of bagels.
0: <laughs> always
5: bagels. Thank God.
0: How soon do you guys talk about philanthropy, if you do?
4: your partner. Um, in, in what sense of the word, philanthropy?
0: Um, you know, that casual second-day conversation.
2: Right. On what charities do you donate to? <laughs> no, but it's
0: less about what charities yeah. and, like, are you a charitable person? Do you... Like, maybe they they join a big brother or big sister organization. Maybe they've helped out with Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Maybe they aren't so involved with charity but they think it's great.
4: I think it's honestly something I' never discussed on a date but now that we're discussing it I want to discuss on a date because I think mm-hmm. it kind of it's an interesting thing like second date have you ever given to a charity like you know like <laughs> yeah. what was that
2: like? Um, right.
4: I've like donated to my friends like you know Kickstarters, Kickstarters. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've never talked about it but I do think it's when you bring it up it actually makes so much sense so I don't really yeah. know why it happened't
0: yeah. I agree. What about you, Jared?
3: Why do you think that it's an important question?
0: Um, you know, I don't necessarily. <laughs> um, I think it's an important question for tonight because we are at an organization. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it's a telling question, I will say. I think that, you know, you could have an array of answers. Somebody could say, you know, like I don't know, but like my parents are on the board of this charity. You know, and that's very telling. Or you could have someone who says, like, yeah, I went to, you know, like, this, this third world country and I helped out for six months, you know, back in the day. You could have someone that says, yeah, every Saturday I go to the library with six kids. I mean, whatever it might be, babysit, whatever you think is charitable, you know? Like, for me, charity comes into my life because I do social media for a charity organization as one of my clients. And um, That's cool. that is, yeah, that's like the extent, and it makes me feel good because it's like, you know, but that's... I love your answer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And what about you, Meredith?
1: I don't think that philanthropy is necessarily something that comes up on the first date, the second date, maybe even the third date, but yeah. as you really start getting to know someone, those character traits and you know qualities about someone really do come out. Um, and I do think that, especially you know, for the crowd here, it is something important to us. That's why we're here. So I would suggest that if it is something important to you, rather than finding out you know, on the fifth or sixth date that it's not really important to that person yeah. you've been dating, I would put photos on your, pro, you know, your pro dating app profiles of you doing charity, a charity that you're very involved in, um, or putting it as your interests. Because what you'll do is you'll start weeding out the people that you're not necessarily going to be compatible with, and you'll start, you know, bringing in, you know, b- matches who are going to be really compatible with you. Yeah, I like that.
5: What about you, Jake? I'm gonna embarrass my boyfriend for a second. I'm sorry, but um, I've once <laughs> updated his resume because I only have the program it could be updated in. So I like, <laughs> made an edit that he wanted. And under, uh, maybe it was like special interests or hobbies, it was avocados, and <laughs> dancing, and like activism. I was like, hell yeah, that's hot. Yeah. And, but it's not something I would be like, are you into this? Right. But like, over time, I've just like, he's like, actually, I called Planned Parenthood to volunteer there. That's like I'm doing tonight. So it like comes up casually.
3: Right.
5: Um, but if I found out someone's like, like you said just like right. so far removed from it and right. has no interest in giving back that is like that sucks yeah. you do I want to be around that yeah. it's yeah. nasty stuff
0: I dark agree. soul I, that's actually the next question so we already covered it is it a turn off if someone is not charitable oh my god yeah and yeah I guess <laughs> I guess it is but but is it what do you think Jared
3: if it's a turn off if somebody's not charitable yeah I mean, I think that we live in, you know, we live in, you know, a time of radical change. and I think that we all have to play a role in that. So, like, he used the word activism, and activism is actually not philanthropy. Mm -hmm. So, like, and and activism is not not charity. (laughs) So, but I'm just saying that we're talking about, like, very different things. And I think that, like, I think that everybody needs to play a role in, like, the world. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessarily about, like, I have privilege and I have all this stuff, and now I give to you who does not. It's like we share we share this space together, and we all have, you know, I think a responsibility to contribute to it and to cultivate it and to to give it love. And so I think that finding a partner, if that's your value, Mm. I mean, I know that's my value, and Mm -hmm. if you you know finding a partner that shares that value is probably very
0: yeah. Jonah, Mm. how soon would you invite someone home? To a Shabbat
2: dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Shabbat. We've
4: been here for like 30 minutes. All right, let's just... um, Shabbat dinner. Good question. Um, you know, I would do it... I mean, honestly, do I do Shabbat dinners in L.A. with my friends? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not every Friday. Right. Um, do I get invited to some? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it more so like bringing someone back to meet family, or is it the idea of some sort of ritual?
0: I think I think maybe to meet family. Yeah. Meet family.
4: I would do it very quickly. Not because I think, like I think the whole like me the parents thing is like who cares? Like you know it doesn't need to be a doesn't need to be a thing anymore. Like if I met someone here tonight, my dad's back there. Say what up? <laughs>
2: uh, say
4: hi. Uh, like that's honestly it only helps the person because then they feel more comfortable with you and you feel more comfortable with them in a sense or you know red flags you can get the you can get the axe real quick and say basically your parents disapprove completely you can save yourself a lot of text messages and heartbreak (laughs) so you're
0: saying that if your parents disapproved you would be done with that person
4: well here's the thing i have learned from past relationships that your parents and your friends are really good at spotting red flags and sometimes you can get lost in this Sea of love, where you don't see what your parents and best friends tell you time after time, (laughs) should not be something that you are into. Right. You should break up with her. It's
1: called love goggles.
4: Love goggles. goggles. And after having come out of that, swam out of that sea with my love goggles now off.
1: (laughs) um,
4: I have learned that if your parents and family tell you that you, like, and they understand, they completely understand and see the relationship as it is, if they say to you, Probably shouldn't be dating that person. You probably should not be dating that person, uh, and and that you just gotta kind of, you just kinda kind of take that. I know it sounds kind of crazy because yeah. I, I I was in that boat once, and I was told time after time. Now I now I totally get it. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Mm. And you know I have siblings that have maybe are going through something similar, and I'm like I'm like, Jamie, you gotta stop dating this guy because right. you know like mom, dad, and all your friends say he sucks
1: right but
4: <laughs> sorry if I just outed him on someone's Instagram or Snapchat for sucking but I don't know
0: Do, okay so then I guess my I just question went way is, off would you rather well would you rather your parents openly tell you they didn't like the person you were dating or not say anything and let you kind of go through the wire through with the them wire.
4: great question and yeah well I think they'd rather have them, I think now I'd rather have them come out and say early on if it was an informed decision. If it was, like, something that happened just, like, that was awkward and re- weird and off, let's let that slide mm-hmm. 20 more times. Mm-hmm. And then let's really judge <laughs> her for who she is. Right. Definitely.
0: <laughs> what about you, Jared? How soon do you bring somebody home? How soon? For, for Shabbat <laughs> to dinner? Me, or to uh... me and my parents for yeah. Shabbat dinner.
3: Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> <laughs>
2: not the Shabbat <laughs> is
0: involved.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I've had a lot of, like, long-term partners. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I brought them all home. Um, uh, to protect me from my parents.
2: Uh, Um,
3: but, um... You know, I think that I think that you know my family's insights on on the people that that I've brought home have been like very helpful. And then I also think that like, you know, depending on what our values are, you know, I think integrating somebody into our families is really important. And so even less around like what everybody's opinions are of each other, just being able to witness the dynamic is really important. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was always really important for me. So, agree. Oh, what
1: about you, Meredith? So, I was actually really interested in um, how many people on our dating app uh, mention Shabbat in their messages. So I had our data team actually pull this. Um, But unfortunately, out of over 3 million messages that have been sent, less than 1% of the Jews in New York talk about Shabbat. So it's not that talked about on dating apps, but who's to say that it's not talked about on date 2 or date 3 after you um, you get off off your dating app. i think it's really you know how you feel if you're the kind of person you know i brought everyone home to my family you know maybe like level set them lower their expectations a bit so that when i did bring my partner home they were really excited but other people you know wait six months plus Mm -hmm. okay um
5: i it's shabbat dinner at my family every friday night they don't miss it um and I've only, I've dated a, a few people in my life and only one has made it, so... <laughs>
0: is this the one?
5: Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Thank God. right? Now, um,
2: <laughs>
5: yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yes, it's important to, mm-hmm. I don't know, family, family is really important to yeah. you. You want to bring someone around that obviously um, is important to you also, so... Love it. Hopefully, everyone feels the same yeah. way.
0: Yeah. So this one's more for the boys, but I am curious on your thoughts on this one. But something that is very—I um, don't even know if "common" is the word—but just it happens in the Jewish religion is uh, circumcision, and I wonder. I know we took a little turn there. Um, yeah. I wonder what do you what is your feeling on it as a Jewish male? Um, do you think that you're happy that it was chosen for you, or do you wish that you had had a choice on the matter?
4: Not as painful, I think, as people give it credit. You know, it wasn't that bad. I don't remember it. <laughs> it was, uh, didn't hurt, I don't think.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: No, I'm I'm super, I always, actually do think about this quite a bit. It's not so much the act <laughs> of circumcision, but I'm like, I'm really happy that it happened in a point in my life where I have no recollection. Right. Because I can only imagine. The, the pain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that it would, because people get it done, right? Some people do it later in life when yeah. they convert.
2: Yeah.
4: Speaking, right? So, what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> they're
4: like going into a room, they're like, all right, you, we all know what's going to happen right yeah. now. Yeah.
0: It's tough. So, yeah. Wow. yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Jared? <coughs>
3: um, I remember right after my breast. Um, I remember thinking to myself No skin off my back
2: (laughs) That was good
3: That was good right That was a good joke joke. Um, So I think that, like, this is the kind of thing that I think there's culture and then there's, like, science, yeah. you know? And I think that there's, there's a lot of science, uh, you know, that supports that, you know, people should be circumcised. And there's a lot of science that promotes that they don't necessarily need to. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, if you're going to choose to cut your penis or the penis of another person, you should just do some Googling.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah and then we'll get Meredith's My first is actually on
5: a film, which is horrifying. Yeah, like, <laughs> I cried a lot.
3: I think so. they call that softcore porn. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: I cried, so you it was handful. painful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: one, so on a different website. For Grindr. Yeah, yeah,
4: for Grindr. Mondays be like Yeah, the Grindr <laughs> 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 the
5: 2019 stuff. Uh, wow my my mind um well honestly sometimes I'm like crap I wish uh, I still had everything down there because I hear I'm missing out on some good feelings Mm -hmm. um and then there's some cons on top of that a lot more maintenance so um I don't
2: Whatever.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I still got a wee-wee, so I'm okay. Good. Good.
2: i cut everything
1: off. <laughs> Meredith, do you have any thoughts on the matter? I mean, uh, the research that is out there stating that, you know, it's better to be circumcised were really just for health reasons, and that was back in the day when people weren't taking as many showers, and so that's really not the case anymore. Um, so being um, uncircumcised is really not any you know health you know disbenefit for, for anyone. So I think um, you know because it's cultural it's you know I can't attest to what they are going through but right. <laughs> I think either way is great. Yeah, <clears throat> love it.
0: So we're all Jewish here and you know have typically Jewish parents and as we all know Jewish parents get involved to say the least. Um, and they want to know everything about your life. So I guess my question is, how much do you share with your Jewish parents um, when it comes to dating? And like, you know, would you tell them if you went on a great date with someone? Are you telling sexual details? Are you saying absolutely nothing? Um, we'll start with Jonah.
4: I'd say they get, they get like the sparknotes version. You know, they get, they get the story if, if it's worth discussing. If it's worth talking about, they will hear something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not necessarily getting the details. Maybe that's different. I think my sister is probably more descriptive mm-hmm. with my mom and maybe with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not, unless it's like, oh my God, I think I just met my wife. Right. Like, I love her. Has we, that happened? We locked eyes in Whole Foods once. No. <laughs> I actually was just talking to someone. I was like, do I think I know the person I'm going to marry? Right. Because apparently everyone on my Instagram feed is getting married now. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's like just...
0: Or at Burning Man.
4: Or at Burning Man. Yeah. Or married at Burning Man. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. It's
3: true.
4: And so I was like, I don't even think I know the person I'm going to marry.
3: Right.
4: Which is a whole other topic. But um, no, the answer is I, I, I give some details if it's like a, wow, I need to talk about this. But mm-hmm. otherwise, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Curious.
0: Yeah, what about you, Jared? I wonder what you share
3: with your parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um... I think that, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, what I share with my parents is different today than it was when I was younger, and I think that, um, you know, relationships evolve from, you know, parent and child to, in my experience, something that's more like just two adults, and I think that, like, you know the relationship that I think I have with my parents today is, is not as intimate as I think. Um, I think we're we are uh, told it it should be, or, or and you know it, I guess what it would be it would be better if it was more intimate. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, they're very supportive of all my relationships, and I think the one thing that I always remember is that uh, I remember being in a relationship. Uh, probably like six years ago and I remember being so in love and I remember saying to my mom I remember being like I am so in love with her I've never felt this way about you know a person before and she said you said that you know about the last one
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and I remember thinking like I mean I hope so right I hope that with every relationship I right. can look at somebody and be like this is the best it gets right and I think that that's probably the extent of what I with my parents my yeah
1: what about you, Mara? Well, with my mom in the crowd, I think she can attest to this. I think I share just the right amount. Um, you know, she doesn't get the play-by-play, but she gets details enough that we can, you know, share a really close relationship from East Coast to West Coast.
5: Love it. Jay? Um, yeah, I do sparks, spark notes, too. Because I'm not talking sexy time. I don't want to talk about that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But some people do, and I think that's kind of cool, you know, if you can. But um but well, we talk about everything but that.
3: How about
5: that? Mm-hmm. Everything but... But sex. The good stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet.
3: Are you familiar with Sex Talk with My Mom?
5: No, what is that? So
3: there's a podcast called Sex Talk with My Mother, and it's a young guy and his mother, and they <gasps> they host really provocative conversations about sexuality wow that's a yeah. so uh, it's just Definitely something for everybody check to check
0: out, out. for sure
3: yeah. i will say
4: just add yeah. one more thing i realized yeah. i think with guys and their mom mm-hmm. like when i if it come if my mom knows i have a date i think the reason i keep things maybe sometimes back is because i'll come back and it will be an interrogation slamming my head against the yeah. wall who was she <laughs> where'd you guys go what'd you guys do right. and it's like it's an interrogation room. I'm right. cuffed.
2: Right. Like True.
4: Do you love her? Do you like her? Is she the one? Like right. do you text her today? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm like, I honestly probably will never see her again because right. it was like a casual
0: Right. It's hard to explain because we meet so many people yeah. when we're single, and it's hard to explain that to your parents, and if you drop a name, they hold on to it for dear Can't life. Can't say names. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. like Can't and, say names. Yeah, and they're like, What about that sweet Gabriel, you week, <laughs> and I'm like, that was a work meeting. Like, that was a fiscal just, three they, years they, ago. Like, they reach for things yeah. when you give them, when you're single. It's so true. What is a turnoff for you, Jonah? Yeah. Um,
4: shucks. Um,
0: kind of like a deal breaker. Deal know? breaker, sure, yeah, sure. we don't have to get tur- turnoffs.
4: Um, deal deal breaker for me is somebody who does not... This is like I don't know. I think what I've found is a turn on. Mm-hmm. Can, can flip the question. Then.
0: Yeah, go for
4: it. Is like is like people who are passionate about something. Mm. I think passion is a really is a really big turn on. Like you care about it could be whatever, but just like caring so much about something that. Uh, that
0: the woman was passionate about the mouse.
2: Yeah. Wow, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> shit. Um, she wasn't passionate. The mouse thing was an attention thing. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh, she, I'm going to go talk about her on a podcast now. Like, you know, that's what. You, right. this is what she wanted. You know? <laughs> yeah, um... Savannah, if that's really her name. Um, No, I think... probably isn't. Um, I think passion is really cool. I think turn-off is a lack of passion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's what I've
3: come to recently. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jared? I think that I seek a sense of consciousness in the people I choose in my life, and certainly in my partner. And I think that, like... When people don't seem very conscious and aware of themselves and their decisions, you know, of why they choose what they choose, I think that that's usually not somebody I like to spend a tremendous amount of my time with. Next time I want to sit over there, I feel like my answers are super, like... Your answers are great. You're like,
4: all like, in touch. No, 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 no you're great. You're I'm like, like, oh, she's on Raya. I like, feel <laughs> right. so, like eternity in life. I'm,
1: I'm really passionate. I'm really passionate about sex, dating, and relationships, um, LGBT issues. And someone I've actually ended relationships because people couldn't talk openly about those topics with me. So that is a turnoff and a non-negotiable. Got
5: it. Um, just someone who like brags about themselves and just wants to constantly talk about themselves. Well, I probably talk about myself a lot, which is, I guess, it's not a turnoff for everyone. It's forever, for me, for me. Um, more time for me. Now, um, no, somebody who you know. It's like, I was at this place, at this place, it's like, who the fuck cares? You know? Like, you're with me. Yeah. So,
2: yeah.
0: What- so I have a more light-hearted question. If you had one, what was the theme for your bar mitzvah?
4: (laughs) I- I did not have one. Here, Here we go, yeah, probably. I- I did not have one. Um, yeah. My sister did. What was hers? California
0: is
2: that a theme? <laughs> I'm getting the of approval. It's
4: a theme. Yeah,
3: love Pink it. California.
0: Jared, did you have a theme?
3: <laughs> oh wow! I got to go back. I'm, I'm trying to like play my recap tape uh-huh. in my head. Uh, I think it was basketball. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, basketball and Michael Jackson.
2: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> A good combo Yeah,
3: like Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. I yeah. think that was that was it. <laughs> the, so, Michaels. the Michaels. Yeah. They like Mike
2: uh-huh. Yeah. What about you?
1: Mine was more like an ambiance, and it was like garden, <laughs> pink flowers, butterflies. Mm. Um, okay.
5: I hate talking about this because it's not like me at all, but it was like, I just wanted to be fancy. There's no real theme. I just wanted to be in mansion. <laughs> gave away people like champagne bottles, and like the kids have them filled with jelly beans, you know, I just wanted like luxury it's going to be nicer than my wedding I was telling my mom we were watching this show Cheapest Weddings and she's like pointing at that like oh, that's fine you know, it. You know, I love
2: it yes. so
0: we usually wrap up by um, on the actual podcast on We Met at Acme by saying a quote or a piece of advice that you've picked up through the years when it comes to dating it could be when it comes to religion um, when it comes to love or just life So, we're gonna start on this side this time. So, Jake. A quote? A quote or a piece of advice. Like, you know, the go to is like when somebody shows you how, who they are, pay attention type thing.
5: Just like, it's so cliche, but live in the moment. Like, if you feel really excited about someone and they do too right now and today, like, just go for it, Mm -hmm. you know? Don't worry about like, as Jews, probably everybody is anxious as hell here. I am the most anxious human being. My parents are worried for me, probably right now, speaking to
0: you. Um,
5: I did okay, I think, guys. When you listen back, but
0: um, you did great
5: talking about myself. But no, seriously, just um, like live in the moment. Mm-hmm. You live once, I think. Right. We think yeah. tomorrow could be it. Right. That's sad, but it's
1: true. Mm-hmm. It's true. I feel like I have a lot of. Different pieces of advice, but the one that's coming to mind now is, if you are looking for a serious relationship, you really should be, you know, meeting people on all the dating apps and going out to all the different venues. Um, maybe they're Jewish or not, but you know, it is about meeting multiple different types of people. Um, and so I wouldn't just exclusively, you know, date on JDate or date on the League. I would date on multiple different platforms.
3: Um I think that the best advice I've been given is probably to be here now. hmm That's it. Great. Let's go. Jonah.
4: I have you guys exactly where I want you. Right? <laughs> Someone once told me that true love is your soul's recognition of a counterpoint.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and that has always... That's Owen Wilson in Wedding Crashers. Um, but that has also always stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's great. Well, I think we are about to open this up to Q&A from the audience. So we will take some questions, and then we will try to all get to them through the panel. So if you have any questions, just raise your hand, and we will get to you. I see one. Um, hi, I'm Cynthia. I no disrespect to me, but as someone that has a very love-hate relationship with all the dating apps, and seeing as it's becoming more and more part of a millennial reality of dating, What's some advice for avoiding the dating apps, or what's some advice for, like, how do you navigate a very dating app-intensive dating scene? That's a great question. I'll let Meredith start.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) listen, no offense taken. Um, I, too, have gone through my ups and downs with dating apps, and I go through dating app freezes, or I have gone through dating app freezes and have de-thawed. Um, and it ebbs and flows, right? So if you're not someone who uh, doesn't who likes the dating apps, there are tons of people out there who also, um, you know, share your sentiment. And so I would say, like, really make a point. If you're at a bar, you know, I find it really hard these days to meet people at bars because of the dating apps. And so you really need to be the one to take initiative. Um, because everyone else is on their ass, but you're going to be the one to go up and break the ice. And so I think it's really going to be ownership on you to go to spaces um, where you feel like you're going to meet like-minded individuals. Maybe it's here, maybe it's at a jazz concert, maybe it's at a bar. Um, So I do think that it is about really initiating. I agree. And just to
0: expand on that, I would say with going to like-minded places, like, There are so many things going on in the city all the time. I always say, like, if you're bored in the city, that's on you, because there's always something going on. And if you have interest, you just kind of go online, you Google what's going on with the interest that you have in the city, you go to that event. I think what Meredith said about everyone at the bar is on an app, no one's used to an in-person conversation. So it's actually nice to see that confidence when you go up to them and and you say something, so I think that's really great. And then, as Jared mentioned, anything can be a dating app. So you can go to the U.S. Open and you meet the love of your life. You could go to that jazz concert again, same thing. You can call a TaskRabbit to make <laughs> your, to build an IKEA. Stove.
2: I don't know.
0: Um, And all of a sudden you (laughs) meet someone. So you really never know, you just have to keep doing things that the city has to offer or wherever it is that you live.
1: And just to follow up really fast, um, dating is one of the biggest pain points for all humans and all people. And the only reason it's on our phones is because that's the number one tool that we're using to communicate with people these days. I don't think that, you know, while I think that dating apps are in their heyday right now, I don't think that's going to be the ultimate way that people date in the future. I think it's going to be whatever tools and technologies we use to communicate the best way. Um, And so I do think that technology will Rule the space of dating because it's going to get smarter and smarter at predicting compatibility, but it will never be the only way.
0: Yeah, I would also say don't be afraid to ask your friends to set you up or just put out there that you're single to like maybe your co workers be like, Yeah, if you know anyone, like because even if that doesn't work out, maybe you'll meet someone on that date. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: um, so. I think it's interesting because I think that your pursuit of love is probably romantic in nature and that you want to find something that you know you believe is magical, maybe. And I think that it's interesting that we pair that with the same techniques we would use to possibly find a job or source an Airbnb. As if like anybody in this room who actually has love in their life like, really put together a spreadsheet and thought methodically about how they're going to find the love of their life. I think that dating is hard because it cultivates a sense of anxiety that I may just not find my person. And so I think the first step towards finding that thing, whatever it is, is in facing the anxiety and cultivating trust. Because the trust that I will find is, is probably the first step, you know? Because then, you know, with all the couples I've spoken to, it's like, yeah, I was on this dating app, and I was there, and then I went to this party, and my friend brought his friend who happened to, like, have a layover, and then we connected, and now we're here, right? I don't know how many of your parents met on dating apps, but, (laughs) you know, there is a certain serendipity to just being alive, and it's a practice to trust that.
0: Donna, I know your mind is blown. Was but bl- do you have any it, there's a
4: serendipity to being alive. Jeremy, write, write that down, please, for writing partners. We're gonna take that to the script. was um, oh, sorry. What was?
0: Yeah. So I guess the question was, other than dating apps, where can you meet people? And then we're gonna move on to. The oh next yeah.
4: I, listen, I think it's great to meet people. I prefer meeting people not on dating apps. I think dating app conversations, uh, there, there's no. That's not a way to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. And you can meet, and then it's like they're. Gonna hit the expectation, or they're not. They're probably you. Probably both gonna be disappointed what you're getting.
0: Yeah. Because
4: you're swiping. It's an algorithm.
2: Yeah.
4: Best place to meet somebody. I will say, and not to plug my movie called What Are We, which is a black and white romantic comedy about the gray zone in between being boyfriend and girlfriend, and will hopefully come out in fall, maybe on a streaming service near you. We'll see. Not to plug that, but the movie is all about like these overly sensitive guys that you know go up to a girl at a bar. And sometimes, you know, you're like, hey, what's up? Like, let's go grab a drink, let's have a dance. Sometimes it's, like, this really cold rejection. That Listen, we all get rejected.
2: Yeah.
4: But I do think that what I'm seeing is, like, because of the apps, because of this, like, idea that we can hide behind a screen, sometimes the IRL stuff that's in real life (laughs) is, like, like, and I'm not trying to speak for all, like, I'm curious what, you know, you ladies think, like, what could a guy say to you at a bar that you know you'd be like, oh, cool? Like I'm not not gonna just turn my back around and go the other direction.
0: I think that and there's act like, actually a lot of things Sorry. to say. <laughs> I think you could you could do the pretending you know them from somewhere, like you look familiar thing.
2: And mm. then I think,
0: and I could be completely off on this, but I think going up to someone and being like, you're beautiful. What's your name? Type thing is never outdated. I could be
1: wrong.
4: Is <laughs> it the delivery of the word, like you're beautiful? Like, <laughs> like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I, I've done that.
1: Go for the smile. Yeah. I saw your smile yeah, across the room, yes, exactly. and it was the best one I saw in yeah. this bar. I gotta know your name. Yeah, perfect.
4: I'm getting a head nod over here saying no. I
1: don't. I, I no. <laughs> don't
4: do that. I just think it's interesting that, like, that I would love to do that. I would love to go up an ideal world and say, hey, I think you're super. Like, you're exactly my type, Michigan. Lauren Nicole. Like, you know, like, you're exactly these things. I want
0: to get your phone number. I want sure, to get your I want to talk you. No, you should just go up and say, hi, is your name Lauren Nicole? Because <laughs> you look like my future <laughs> wife. <Yeah.
4: laughs> Michigan, preferably 2016.
2: Like, <laughs> right, so we, yeah, we have
4: so more all right, questions. So
0: yeah, it's go, okay. Go. We're going to try to answer quicker. We'll just choose one person to answer each question. Yes,
1: back okay. there. Hi, everyone. Okay. Great day today. Thank um, you. Jonah, perfect segue oh to, what are we? So this is a question yeah. for the whole panel, but maybe Jonah wants to start. At what point in getting to know someone and dating them, is it appropriate to have that conversation? Never. <laughs> That's a, okay, we'll start there, is my opinion.
0: Um, I just think never. I think that if it's going in the right direction, it's going in that direction, and you wouldn't be questioning it. And if you have to ask, what are we? I think that's either you being too impatient or them not making you feel secure enough in the relationship. And I think that um, from my own experience, whenever I've had to ask, what are we, it was not good.
4: Did you, in this relationship that you're in right now, did you have to ask that question? Or did I did you, not, no. So you guys have not had that conversation yet?
0: We never had the conversation. He was just like, like someone had asked a question on We Met at Acme, and it was like, um... It was something like, where did you... Or, do you have a boyfriend? And if so, where did you meet? Mm -hmm. And he saw it when I was reading it. And then he said, tell her we met at a party. And I was like, okay, and didn't really get it. And then later on, he was like... When I said that, I was not referring to you know. He's like right. I'm referring to the boyfriend
4: thing. So, it feels very circumstantial, though. Yeah. You host a podcast. Yeah. Asked any questions? Yeah, but like, but there like are other ways you. for. Like oh, you're like <laughs> we have to. No, I mean. No,
0: but there are other ways for it to happen. I've actually also used the this guy asked me out on a date. Um, should I go out with him, or? Do I have a boyfriend?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I think, are you really going to tell everyone out here that there should never be a conversation where you define what you are as in a relationship?
0: I think that there should be, but I don't think that you need to force it.
4: I oh, think I that it's no even... one
0: in, in a budding relationship wants to hear, can we talk? Can we have a really scary conversation? Where
1: Some people I love to say it you?
4: Scared already?
0: Like,
1: it's <laughs> <Yeah. scary. laughs> Well, I think, like, we've pulled our users, and what we're finding is nowadays that conversation of, are you my boyfriend? Are you my girlfriend? Are you my partner? Is now no longer, like, the narrative around that conversation. It's, it's more like, I'm not having sex with anyone else. I'm exclusively, you know, with you, and I just want you to know that. And that's kind of the conversation that we're seeing more and more. Um, Which I do find interesting. I do think, like, inevitably there is this kind of conversation of, like, we are exclusively together. We're in this partnership. Um, And I think that definitely is, you know, person to person. But I do suggest that if you're feeling or, you know, you're catching the feels, you should let that person know. You know, hey, listen, like, I'm not seeing anyone else right now. I'm really into this. Um, You know, you let me know where, where your head's at.
4: You're the only person I DM memes to.
2: These memes aren't going (laughs) to anyone else but you. I think
1: that that's sweet to say. I think that's also
0: still pressuring. To, To look someone in the eye and say, I'm not sleeping with anyone else, I'm not seeing anyone else, is the same thing as saying, I need an ultimatum from you. I actually think and know for a fact that Jared has the only thing that you should say to someone in this situation if you've listened to his episode, which is what... Or sorry, which is... What can I expect from you? No, 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 sorry.
3: You want me to do it?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Um, I think that the question around defining a relationship is an important one. And I think conversations are important because we tend to build our relationships and our, just even our sexual relationships on assumptions. You know? I think that clarifying things is great. But I think the, the questions are the problem. So we tend to ask these questions when we define a relationship. We tend to say, what are we, and where is this going? That's it, those are the questions we use. What are we, and where is this going? And what we expect is, we're a monogamous couple, and like I think maybe we're gonna get married. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wanna have kids. Those are like they are very basic questions, they give you very basic answers. But the two questions that I found are better to ask are, what do you need, and what can I count on you for? Because in those questions, you invite somebody to vulnerably share with you what they need, what their expectations are of another human who's going to be in a thing with them. And what can I count on you for is like what, what you can expect or anticipate their contribution is going to be. And in those conversations, you don't get things just like, we're going to get married and we're monogamous. You get things like, actually, I'm not a good texter. I like, I'm like i not a text communicator. That's not what I do. I'm the kind of person who really likes morning sex. Like, that's what I want. That's what I need. And when you get really specific, you start to use these things as building blocks to build a relationship that's really predicated on intimacy. I'm really getting to know each other. So that's what I think. I agree. Write that down. What do you need? <laughs>
2: I'm not even kidding. What do yeah, you need? No, what do I, count on I wrote you? it
0: down and it changed my life, I will say. What yeah, like yeah. tattoo that on you? Yeah. Yeah. We have room for two more questions. We have one in the back.
1: Uh, this question is for Lindsay and Meredith. Um, I'm sort of in the Yenta business in that I have a lot of friends that turn to me to either introduce them to people or help them on dating apps because I have some sort of game or something. And I'm wondering... Um, I've, I've found that a lot of my 20-something friends have lost a lot of confidence. They've mm-hmm. either been on a series of bad dates or they're, I don't know, talking to somebody on Bumble and, or talking to people on Bumble and they stop responding or they get ghosted or whatever it is. And, and I've noticed that a lot of them are discouraged and I'm wondering how to kind of come out of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Do you have
2: any initial thoughts? <laughs>
1: I think that's first of all awesome that you're a yenta. Um, people need more yentas in the world. I do think that like the world of dating is discouraging. I mean, listen, like you're going out on a date and you're really into it, and then you don't get the call back, um, or you know it's same, you know, vice versa. Like I've been on dates where I'm not feeling it on the other person, and I have ghosted. You know, I think we all have gone through that on both sides of the coin. I think that when people are feeling discouraged, take a break. You know, like. Take a break and do something that you love. Like bi- get your, you know, courage back, get your motivation back, and then go back into it because you're going to enjoy dating um, when you're in a really good state in your personal self. Yeah, I think I don't know if
0: I would personally take a break. I do like that advice. I would, I would just get rid of any and all of my expectations when it comes to these things. And um, because expectations create disappointment, just inevitably, and I would expect it to not work out with anyone that I'm meeting on these apps, because it's only gonna work out with one person at the end of the day, right? And just know that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Every single person is gonna be rejected at some point in their lives, and if they haven't been, I I hate them. <laughs> um, but that's just the truth, and so. You know, you just need to tell your friends you're all going through it together, and there's nothing wrong with them. They just actually haven't found that one person because there's only one. And, you know, they eventually will find that person who, who does like them. And every single person has a slew of bad dates and a slew of rejection, and it builds character. And I think you just need to pick yourself back up and be like, I'm a fucking badass, and reject me again, and I will still <laughs> come back. So that's my opinion on that. We have one more question. I think there's one over there. Yes.
1: Hi. Um, I have a two-part question. So the first part goes into the ghost the second part goes into the ghosting. But the first is, you know, there's so many options, right? So at what point, you know, is it like, okay, is it second date? And then I'm trying not to ghost. So I guess the question is, at what point should you like call it and at what point should you like See them one more time to give them the benefit of the doubt, and then the second part of the question is, what are your like go-to, not breakup texts, but like I'm not feeling this text that like still like leaves like integrity and like maybe you kind of want friendship or like yeah a a ghosting alternative.
0: Yeah.
4: Can we can we define ghosting real quick?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Ghosting is when you stop talking to someone out cold. You just, like, stop.
4: It is the act of stopping to talk. So stop talking, which means texting. Over texting, yeah. Te- stop texting someone without a reason.
0: Without a reason.
4: Without, a, without an established reason. Without
0: an established reason. You just stop. In the
4: context of text. Copy that. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay.
0: So um, I would say give it two, three dates before you give up because you never know. I set my friend up. On a date with my other friend, she was like, uh, eh, not really sparks." Now they're dating for two years, and wow. she wants to marry him. That was two dates, so I would say two or three. Um, and then, what was the second question? When when she like,
2: you? what are some good
0: Text oh, oh! I, I'm such a liar. When I'm, um, when I'm breaking up or like ending things, I will be like, I'm still in love with my ex.
1: Or I will say, like, I will
0: throw myself under the bus of lies. Um, anything it's not to, necessary. You anything mean? to spare their, their pain. Truly, I, I'm sad. Like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want anyone walking around being like, Lindsay told me I was, like, shitty. I don't know. I just want.
4: You can say. I think if someone said to me, I fell back in love with my ex, I'm thinking, Wow, I was such a bad date. That no, I this it's not, it's, no, it's not.
0: it's not. I fell back in love. It's. I don't know if I ever properly healed from that. Got it. You know. Got it. And yeah. there's always one recent relationship that you can use as that
2: right. thing. You right. know. Um,
0: or you can say, I get as close as honest as I've, as I've ever been is I've been like, you know, I just have a lot going on right now, and I just, yeah, that's as close as I've gotten. What about you
1: guys? I think honesty is really the best. Um, You know, you can pull that friendship card, but the reality is I barely have enough time to see all of my friends, um, and I don't really need another guy friend in my life. Um, So I've just been really honest, and I've actually received, like, really great feedback from that text, and it's just, like... Hey, you know I had a really great date, or I, you know, had a really great time getting to know you. But I don't see this going any further, um, you know. And you know, wish you the best.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I get a really good response to the still in love with my ex sex <laughs> because it's always like I'm so sorry, like, <laughs> I, like you're going through this, but like when you're done, when you're healed, like I'll still be around. <laughs> so it's like perfect. Um, what about what about you, Jay?
5: Um, I I like will respond to everybody and like like continue to respond because I'm like, such a guilty conscience so like yeah like,
2: talk, even
5: though like I'm dreading like I would be in like uh, Polynesia is that a place right. I'll be far away yeah. there like but I will talk to them still just because it's like. Yeah. I feel so bad. Like, yeah, me, too. To me. me too, me like,
0: too. It's the Jewish guilt. I know. I'm like mad at myself for not wanting to go out with them I again. I wish I was
5: more savage. That's I why wish I, lie. I could ghost. Like, yeah. I wouldn't I, I be born with that trait. Yeah. It's an, like a skill. Yeah, that, not a good ghost. I think
1: ghosting is OK after one or two dates. Because yeah. then you can always come back, you know, you can like create a backlog of people that if you really need to go on a date, you can just message them again. That's actually what we see I don't a lot. No, I have to say, I don't believe
0: in ghosting after you've met in person. I think it's mean. I really do. But it's okay. Yeah. Everyone does it. Yeah. I just think that, like, I think if you've met in person, you're in love with your ex still, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's easier. What about you guys? Oh, we're... Okay, you have
4: one more word each. <laughs> one word on ghosting, real quick. Uh, uh, ghosting sucks. I think being honest, I think being upfront. I actually, as of, as of turning 28 recently, thanks to my sister, said I should be more honest with the people I'm texting. And so I called a girl out for like kind of ghosting, not responding to my texts. And like I was like, listen, if you're still seeing someone, that's cool. But like I just kind of want to know what's going on. And it worked out really well, and I had like a clear conscience about it. And I'll never talk to her again because she sucks. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just kidding, but I do think being honest is
2: yeah, being cool, be real. Yeah.
3: Jared, uh, I want to be respectful. her okay. time. Okay. Um, I think that you know, there is a a woman that I had a, like a casual relationship with many many years ago, and I remember her name. Her name was Kelly, and Kelly Kelly texted me at I don't know two o'clock in the morning. And she said, I want to come over. And that's a very promising thing. Um, And she comes over, you know. The bros over here, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so she comes over and she sits down. She comes in and I could see, this was not a look of somebody who was really turned on. And uh, she said, she sits down with me. I said, how are you? She said, I'm okay, we sit there. And she says, I really just came here to ask one question. I said. Okay, She said, when I'm out in the world during the day, sometimes I think about you. I think about what you're doing. I think about if you're all right. I wonder when I'm going to talk to you. And my only question is, do you ever think about me? And I sat there, my 24-year-old self. I was like running the numbers in my head. I was like, you say yes, you're getting (laughs) late. You say, no, you break someone's heart, but you give them like real agency and autonomy, and you get to like clear your conscience, and you have you all the karma, and you're fine. So I sit there, and I said, no. Kelly looks at me. She just says, okay. She kisses me on my forehead. And she walks out the door. Yes, Kelly. Okay, that was it. That was it. Literally, there wasn't one word spoken. That was it. Okay, so now, five years later, I'm walking down the street. (laughs) And I hear, Jared, Jared, Jared. And I turn around, and it's Kelly. Shit. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. And she gives me the biggest hug. And she says... I am so happy to see you. I said, tell me what's going on. She said, "I as soon as I left your apartment that night, I was so heartbroken. And probably within weeks, I met this guy. And we fell in love. And, like, we got engaged. And we lived together. And four weeks before our wedding, I found out that for the entirety of our relationship, he had been sleeping with his secretary. And I'm like, it's so good to see you. Okay. And she says, she says, and it was the worst heartbreak because he was such a liar. And I've always, you have a different phone number now, so I couldn't reach out to you.
2: Uh,
3: But she said, I'm just so grateful that you were so honest. And so I, I tell that story in its entirety because we don't, necessarily know the impact we have on people Mm. and truth although it might make us feel uncomfortable not them, us it's our discomfort with the truth the truth is going to set you free so that's a way to end it Panelists for an amazing panel. It was really exceptional. <laughs>